You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness. Let's go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. Not only let's go inside the huddle with Vinny, but let's go inside the locker room where he was at just a little while ago. I was at a little while ago. A lot of members of the media were at just a little while ago. And Vinny joins us now on the phone lines. And Vinny, let's go back into that locker room, man. Um, I've only been covering the team here locally since uh, 2021. I've never seen a locker room that loose uh, when it comes to the silver and black. What was your impressions of what you saw today? Yeah, I think that uh, there's no question that there's a, uh, a new mood uh, in the locker room. Uh, you know, as, as Devontae Adams pointed out, that doesn't mean it was because they're celebrating uh, that a change was made. It doesn't mean that uh, there wasn't a lot of goodwill toward uh, Josh McDaniels, the previous coach. Uh, but I just think it's going to be different under Antonio Pierce, and I think the players uh, like it, and I think that they uh, feel good about it. And obviously there was a, a basketball court set up. We hadn't seen that, obviously. Uh, and Devontae Adams was uh, taking Amir Abdullah uh, to school a little bit uh, in that game. So, uh, and, and, and a lot of guys were enjoying watching the, uh, the little one-on-one basketball game that they had. Uh, and you could feel a good vibe in there. There's no question about it. Yeah, there was definitely a good vibe, and we had an opportunity to catch up with Hunter Renfro. Matter of fact, we just heard from him before you came on, and he used the word, I didn't put it in his mouth, he used the word uh, walking on eggshells and that they're not walking on eggshells uh, right now. How big is that for these guys to be able to be loose and be themselves? Yeah, um, it was an interesting comment, and I think that, you know, when, when you lose uh, Q, everybody's walking on eggshells. I mean, two people lost their job, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they cracked the eggs, uh, Dave Ziegler and, and Josh McDaniels, and they paid a dear price for it, as did Mick, Mick Lombardi. So I'm sure a lot of people were walking on eggs, including the coach and the general manager and the players. And I think, you know, a change was probably coming. Um, it happened. And I think now everyone, you know, there's no, the trade deadline also came and went. Uh, keep in mind that uh, nobody uh, had, to, had to move across the country to go join another team. So between now um, kind of getting over the, okay, something happened, something was going to happen, it's happened. Uh, it hasn't been successful around here for a while, but maybe there's something that they could do about it now. There's a, there's, there's a reason to get reinvigorated. There's a reason to be, you know, re-enthused right now. There's something to play for. Mark Davis told me that yesterday. Devontae Adams reiterated it today. Uh, and one way that you could handle that uh, the best way possible is to do it with a smile on your face and to do it feeling some enjoyment, and as Hunter Renfro said, not walking on eggshells. There's no team that I've ever covered. There's no industry, there's no job that I've ever been in uh, that was successful when people were scared or playing scared or thinking scared. You have to be confident and you have to feel good about uh, whatever it is that you're doing in life. That's usually the best results follow after that. How do you think this changes the game for Hunter Renfro? I mean, it's basically like he's getting – a second chance at this season because, look, he's only got 10 catches on the season for 92 yards. That's very un-Hunter-like. How do you think the game changes for him the next nine weeks? Man, I am uh, extremely curious about that, right? Um, we don't know. I don't know the answer to that, you know, right. uh, but we're going to find out pretty quick uh, what Bo, uh, the new, you know, the new office coordinator, Bo Hunterry, thinks about uh, Hunter Renfro and whether or not he feels like um, he needs to be a bigger part of the uh, game plan. But the same could be said for Michael Mayer. The same could be said for how do they get, you know, uh, Devontae Adams, Adams involved, more involved, um, right across the board. And I think Antonio Pierce, you know, 
said it best yesterday when he alluded to the fact that get the ball to the playmakers, all of them, you know, Hunter Renfro included. So how they disperse the ball, I'm really curious about that, Q, and we're going to find out, I guess, on Sunday. Yeah, we really will. Again, Vinny Bonsignor joins us here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So let's go to that presser with Antonio Pierce. What did you think when you heard what he had to say? What did you think when you heard what Champ Kelly uh, had to say, who both are serving right now on the interim basis? Yeah, um, I like uh, how they kind of offset each other a little bit. Um, you know, and I, I knew Antonio was going to bring it. Uh, that's just who he is. We've yeah. seen that, you know, on the practice field. We've seen that, you know, when, when, when we've talked to him. That's just always who he's been as a player. So you knew he was going to bring the fire and brimstone. And what I like about it is it's always genuine because that's who he always is. It's not an act or anything like that. That's literally how Antonio Pierce rolls. And anybody that's ever played for him or played under him uh, will tell you that's how he rolls. Uh, Champ is a little bit more uh, reserved. Um, you know, that that's kind of fits the bill of, a, of an executive, and that's exactly what he is right now. Uh, but I think for the time being, or for however long they're in their roles, and it could be permanently, that's, you know, certainly under consideration. Uh, but I think it, it's, a, it's a good balance um, of, of, the, of, of two, you know, leaders in their own ways uh, doing it their own way. We got a text on our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R from El Paso Raider. He said, quick question for Vinny. What do you think about the new offensive coordinator, and does he think uh, he's going to see some different people or different concepts uh, going to be implemented into the game plan? What's up, Fargo? Um, or is it was El Paso or Fargo? Yeah, El, El Paso. Okay, what's up, El Paso? Um, I think we're all wondering that, Q. I don't yeah. have the answer to that because I've never seen uh, Bo call a game. <laughs> you know, right. uh, none of us have. So it's going to be interesting to see what those changes look like. Um, I'm wondering if it's going to be more subtle or if it's going to be dramatic, um, if the, the pace of the play uh, is going to change. You know, Are they going to go up-tempo? Are they going to spread it out more? Are they going to uh, run it a little bit differently? It's, it's, it's hard. In, in a, you know, we're talking just about a couple of days here. Um, right. you know, it feels like this massive change has occurred, and it has. But in practicality, what does that actually mean for the game plan? It's not like you could reinvent everything. Yeah, you know, in the course of 48 hours or 72 hours before before a game. So um, I'm wondering, you know, how much of an effect it's going to have for this particular game. I do think, based on what we saw in the locker room, I, I would imagine that they're going to play fairly loose, fairly easy, with some confidence, with some, um, you know, goodwill. You know what I'm saying? Like feeling yeah. good about things. Uh, and, and as Hunter said, not, you know, not walking on the eggshells because that's another thing. And I don't know if this, if there was a cause and effect to this, but um, it felt like in key moments the Raiders weren't able to hold their water necessarily. And you wonder if that goes back to what Hunter was talking about in terms of not walking on the eggshells. When you're fearful like that, it's almost inevitable that you're going to make a mistake at some point. It's when you're playing with confidence that you avoid all that. Um, so I'm wondering if the mood that we saw in the locker room is going to translate onto the field, and especially in some key moments. And we're talking about third and fourth downs. We're talking about in the red zone, whether you're talking about offensively or defensively. So um, it's all, you know, that's, that's kind of all what we're talking about here. And, and we'll find out if that mood translates to the field. Vinny, obviously, you know, Antonio Pierce is excited about this opportunity to be the, the head coach. He, he's been coaching on multiple different levels, including college, and now he's with the Raiders, and, and he's the head coach right now. What do you think he would need to do to give himself a shot at being not the interim head coach, but being the head coach long term? Yeah, and, you know, uh, that's, that's one of the, uh, the, I guess, positives for him anyway. 
uh, of, of what the change or when the change happened because, you know, he's got, what, nine weeks now, nine games yep. or so? Yep. Uh, to really, um, you know, put his stamp, on, you know, on, on things. And so he's got enough runway here uh, to, to kind of solidify him. Nobody's expecting him to take him to the Super Bowl. I don't think anyone is expecting that. <clears throat> but uh, can they play with confidence? Can they play with efficiency? Uh, does you know? Do the players respond to him? Is he a leader of men? I think that's going to answer itself pretty definitively. Um, and and so there's enough time for him to prove that he's the guy moving forward. And 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 I think that you know I'm talking to Mark Davis. He's open to whatever the process or or however this unfolds. He's open minded to any possibility, and that includes you know Antonio Pierce taking his job and running with it. So um, you know it's, it's not to try to put all the pressure of the world on him. Um, you know, he's going to get plenty of opportunities, I think, in his career, whether it works out here or doesn't, especially based on, you know, the experience that we're about ready to see. Uh, but the, the thing that he has working for him is a locker room that really respects him and enough time to make something of this season or to show that, that he could be the kind of leader that the Raiders need moving forward. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here, Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Of course, you can find Vinny's work in the RJ, the Las Vegas Review-Journal, and you can check him out in the morning with the morning tailgate, Clay Baker and Lindsey Brown. So you mentioned talking to Mark Davis, and I know you put a piece out in the RJ, fantastic work. What was his main like theme and reasoning and kind of what gave him that final little nudge to say, okay, enough is enough with uh, what, what he saw? Yeah, um, he, he said it wasn't necessarily a breaking point that occurred, although the last couple of weeks it's really been regressing. Um, you know, and, and I think I think what it was was, you know, all right, what's the hope that this is actually going to work? And am I going to sacrifice more of this season um, pursuing something that he was starting to have a bad feeling wasn't going to work? So uh, it was a little bit twofold. I think he was, I think he was losing hope um, in this regime, um, you know, uh, being the regime that turns it around. And he didn't want to sacrifice an entire season uh, waiting for that to happen or maybe even not happen, which is what he was sort of beginning to lean to. So he wanted to make the move uh, right now in order to, to give the team enough time to be able to salvage something. You know, as he pointed out, you can – you know, you can agree with them or disagree with them, but the facts of the matter are they're three and five. They're not mathematically out there. And I posed this question on our show earlier, not to say that this is going to happen, but I'll throw the question to you, Q. What happens if they win the rest of their games? What's their record at that point? Yeah, well, they'd be 12 and nine. Or 12 and five, I mean. <laughs> 12 and five. I mean, 12 would... and five, right? Yeah. So that's probably not going to happen, right. but it's not impossible for it not to happen. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, so in his mind, there's still plenty to, to, to play for. Nothing's been lost. Nothing's shut out of them. They can still literally, if you know, you could call it a miracle, call it whatever you want, but they literally can still finish the season 12-5. and five. So in his mind, there's still a lot to play for this season, and there's still talent in that locker room. And his idea was, hey, let's try to fix this right now and see what happens because there still is a lot to play for, and let's give ourselves a chance to go play for something uh, that might be out there. That might still be possible. You know, Champ Kelly said something yesterday to us that you know, when they had their opening statement, he said, Raider Nation, we hear you, right? And so he was oh, talking about yeah. the frustrations from the fan base and how they're angry at what was going on with Coach McDaniels and company. How much of that noise, and we've seen videos of it, did Mark Davis hear, and how much did that play a role in, in his final decision, if any? Yeah, uh, he, there's no doubt that he heard it, um, and he and you know, uh, as as the owner of the Raiders, he understands 
there's a responsibility uh, to that, and he wants to reward the fans. The fans are what he wants to win. Uh, aside from the you know the players in the locker room and obviously the alumni, um, you know he knows what this is all about and, and what this means to a whole bunch of people out there. And so he does hear him. And you know when I talked to him yesterday, I told him I go look, you know, because he asked me, you know, hey, what's 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 the word out there, you know, and. Um, and I, I was perfectly frank with him because I got a whole bunch of DMs, I got a whole bunch of emails and text messages from listeners, you know, that we've built relationships with, mm. and that it was, hey, if you talk to Mark, tell him thank you, you know, thanks for yeah. hearing us. And I think that was the main thing of all. And it, it, he was truly humbled by that, by the way, um, that that they feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, we were heard. You know, you don't always listen to the fans because fans can be emotional and right. not very practical sometimes. Uh, but there is a time to, to, to hear them, and I think that um, he feels good about the fact that he's probably created not only hope in his own locker room, but potentially even, or, or for sure, uh, amongst the fan base. No, that's good. It really is, and I definitely think, uh, you know, the fans definitely played a role because I know for a fact that he cares, uh, even though there's a lot of fans that didn't believe that he does, but I know for a fact that he cares, and he cares about winning, uh, at not at all costs, but, I mean, he cares at, at getting it done and getting back to where the team and the organization should be. Well, Vinny, I'll ask you this. I'll close out with this. Uh, Champ Kelly, the, the trade deadline already passed. Uh, what can he do, or what should he what do you think his role is from now to the end of the season to prove that he could be the guy moving forward as the GM? Yeah, um, well, you know, in, in his world, he's got a staff uh, to lead. You know, he's got a bunch of scouts that are out on the road right now, mm-hmm. um, whether you're talking about advanced scouts or whether you're talking about scouts that are, you know, currently trying to figure out who the next group of Raiders are going to be next April. Um, and so, you know, the, the focus is on, on, you know, trying to do that job as best as possible and manage the people that work under him now uh, in that regard. There's, you know, a pro personnel department that, that he's overseeing. There are still going to be players that hit the waiver wire that uh, become available through, you know, just getting cut from, from their teams, being on top of that to try to always be in pursuit uh, of, of, of creating a, an edge for the Raiders, you know, bringing in new players. He brought in Jalen Smith. Yeah. Uh, today and that was the first signing uh, for the Raiders. So, so it's not going to be, you know, he can't change the roster at this point uh, in a in a major way. Um, but you know, he can help set a plan uh, fo- uh, fo- moving forward in terms of the draft and you know free agency for next year. But but also being a sounding board for Antonio uh, Pierce. Also being, you know, again trying to help the roster any way he possibly can uh, from this point forward uh, this season. So, um, and I think that. You know, his interactions with people in the building uh, moving forward uh, through this, you know, next nine weeks or so is going to be really telling how they respond to him and his leadership. There's a lot that they're going to be able to observe and watch of, of Champ Kelly uh, to give him an idea of, um, you know, whether or not he's got going to be the guy. And I know there's a lot of respect for him, not only in, the, in this building, but around the league. I got hit up by a lot of people that were very happy for Champ Kelly and, and getting the opportunity that they feel like he deserves. Yeah, I know that for a fact. He's very well respected around the NFL, so I do think that that's a big deal. And we'll see what uh, what they do. I mean, it's the it's the Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce run now, right? The next the rest of the yeah. season, uh, it's on them. And Aiden O'Connell gets the opportunity. And I guess we'll close out with this: What are you expecting to see from Aiden O'Connell on Sunday, or what do you think uh, we should see from Aiden O'Connell? Well, I think that um, I think the offense is going to be able to open up a little bit more. Um, because I think he's physically able to do some things that, for whatever for you know whatever reason, I guess, 
uh, Jimmy wasn't able to do. And I think a lot of that has to do with, um, you know, the injuries that he suffered this year and the injuries that have accumulated uh, over the over the years. So I think he's, you know, just more physically sound right now. He's younger. He's got younger legs. I think he's got a much more live arm. You know, the arm of Jimmy uh, just wasn't where he needed to be right now. So, um, so I think you're going to see the, the, the field open up a little bit more. I think there's going to be some, you know, chance-taking downfield. Uh, and, and I really like when you watch the, uh, the, the game against the Chargers, you know, even though he took a pounding, and he did, mm-hmm. he wasn't gun-shy back there. He was hanging in the pocket and still trying to make throws downfield, and that's what you want to see from a young quarterback. There was no, oh, my gosh, I'm playing with, with, with fear. He played with confidence. In fact, that confidence grew as the game went on, and I would expect now that he has a little bit longer of a leash. This is his job, basically, uh, for the time being, and, and he, can, he can play his way into it being a permanent role this year at least. Uh, by how he plays, and I think they're going to give him that opportunity to prove that that he's the guy for these next nine games. Well, it all gets going on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, 125 is the kickoff. Of course, we'll be at the Coors Light Landing. We'll be there uh, having a good time, checking it out, and seeing what it looks like. Vinny, well, good stuff as always. My man, what are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, uh, doing a story on Aiden O'Connell, doing a story, talking to some people in the NFL on on how they would advise Mark Davis uh, moving forward, especially if, you know, um, this, this job is going to be opened up and it has to be anyway they have to yeah. go through an interview process but if if they're going to eventually go outside the building for their coach and general manager what they would advise uh, mark davis to do so i uh, got that uh, working on right now nice nice well, we'll definitely be on the lookout for it great stuff as always my man i appreciate you we'll catch up soon Okay, you got it, man. Have a great show. All right, will do. There he goes. Vinny Bonsignor, definitely appreciate him and a really good insight. He was inside the Raiders locker room. He was out at practice, and uh, he saw what it looks like, and I saw what it looks like, and it's a lot different than what I've seen over the past few years when it comes to the Raiders and the way that they operate practice, the way that the locker room, just the way that the guys are loose in the locker room, and it's just it's just different. It's just different. Let's uh, let's go out to the phone lines. Many thanks to Vinny. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. We've got uh, Lincoln Kennedy coming up at 3.30, but let's hear from Gangster Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show. What's happening, y'all? You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling good about the um, direction of the coaching staff and everything. And what I expect out of the um, new changes is I expect um, a, a better coaching um, game plan and with purpose because I think when um Aiden McConnell, I mean when Aiden O'Connell started against the Chargers, that he they gave him a flawed game plan because there's no way he should have been dropping back passing that many times in his first start in the NFL. And to me that would allow Kaleo Max to have six sacks. You know what I'm saying? We should have had a similar game plan to the, what the Bears had when they started their rookie quarterback. You know what I'm saying? You see they didn't allow um Max Crosby to get six sacks and they tell us the game plan because they knew they had a rookie quarterback starting in this first game. And Josh McDaniels or whoever called the, whoever called the game plan against the Chargers failed to do that. And that's what I expect to change, because not only do we have more um, seasoned people, because Antonio Pierce actually played football. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Josh McDaniels – I might be wrong, but I don't think he actually ever played, because if you actually play the basics – but the basic play calling that he did – would have been better because if you played the game, you know it's certain things that you need to do on every play, just the fundamentals or whatever. So I expect more more um, focus and more playing with a purpose. You know what I'm saying? Playing with a purpose because if the game plan would have been better for Aiden O'Connell, I think he'd have came out and won that Charger game. We could have won that game on top of the other games, but that's what I expect to change. And I also expect 
the um, players who was feeling like not part of like like Hunter Renfro, and I'm sure it's other players who weren't feeling like part of this team fully. Everybody will feel a part of this team. You know what I'm saying? Everybody will feel that they have a role on the team. You see what I'm saying? Because if you don't feel included, you're not going to give your all. You know what I'm saying? So once everybody feels included, I expect a full team effort on all three phases, defense, offense, and special teams. And I expect the cohesive unit to take the field because I don't think we were a cohesive unit under McDaniels. We like we had offense, then defense, and then sometimes special teams. You know what I'm saying? I want a whole cohesive team, and that's what I expect to change. You know what I'm saying? And Raider Nation, stand up because you know we united. We got a real one at the um at the helm. You know what I'm saying? A real Raider. You know what I'm saying? Not no weasel or nothing. And we need to stand up because we got the perfect storm. I think we got the perfect quarterback to come in there because he's not the regular rookie. He stayed five years, and if he'd have came out last year, he'd have been a first rounder. You know what I'm saying? I think we got the right leaders, and we can run the table. You know what I'm saying? Y'all might think I'm crazy, but we can finish 12-5 and five and go to the Super Bowl in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? I think that would be a successful season. What you think, Hugh? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be a de- definitely be a successful season, man. You turn your season around for 3-5 and five and end up 12-5, and five, you're damn right that's a, a successful season. Uh, look, they got to take it one game at a time. That's all I'm going to do is take it one game at a time. Uh, it starts on Sunday against the G-Men. Then they got the Jets. I mean, you, but you just got to go. One week at a time. It's all you can do. Uh, these guys are all doing this for the first time. Antonio Pierce has never been a head coach. Uh, Bo Hart agrees. Never called a game, right? I mean, it's just Aiden O'Connell. This is his second career start. I get it. But, I mean, this is a different staff and everything. So, it, it's it's definitely – it's a lot of new. So, they've got to – like I said, they can't look about running the table, this, that, and the other. they got to worry about one game. they got to worry about the New York football Giants. Let's go back out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our good friend, Just Win Wendy. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey. Hey, Q. Hey, how you I'm, doing? I'm so excited. I know I texted you on like on, on Tuesday night. I'm like, what the heck? Oh, my <laughs> God. So um, I'm really excited about this weekend. You know, I was not feeling up. I was coming anyway, but I was not feeling up. Now I'm totally excited and you know what's interesting is um, there's a couple of th- two things I wanted to tell you. Number one, the ticket prices have never been lower. So all the people out there listening in Raider Nation Radio Land, <laughs> cut, get in your car and drive to Vegas. It's $150 or $200 for the lower section. Oh, wow. Uh, the seats are amazingly affordable, and we need more silver and black in the stands. So come to Vegas. And then the second thing I was going to say was, um, you know, when Gruden left and Basaccia started and when uh, the other guy uh, left and Gruden started, um, that wasn't midseason. But there was no shift like there is today and yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right. And the shift in the locker room and the shift that we're seeing with it, when the, inter- the, the guys are interviewed – and the, the coaches, oh, my God, I'm so excited about the coaches because I didn't want Patrick Graham to have to leave the defense. He's doing a great job. I was glad they didn't mm-hmm. promote him right now. Right, right, me too. But anyway, you know, it, it's a really big shift, and I think that shift can carry us more than one game. I'm hoping that this game is going to be incredible, but I think that I think the shift will carry us better because if everybody starts doing their job, like we were saying – you know, with energy, with vigor, with excitement, and they're not leaving the huddle and, like, sighing on the way to the line of scrimmage. Right, right. <laughs> so, so 
anyway, I'm really excited, and I will see you at the torch like we always do, and I hope to see a whole bunch of Raider Nation family at the game. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Make sure you travel safe, Wendy. We definitely appreciate you. And, yeah, I mean, I didn't know the ticket prices were that affordable, man. Hey, they're low. They're low, low, low. Go get them right now. Get them on the low, low, right? Fill up Allegiant Stadium. That'd be awesome. That'd be a great salute to Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly. Just all of a sudden, if Raider Nation piles up in Allegiant Stadium, just to see that, you know, kind of kind of like, hey, welcome in, Coach. I think that'd be awesome to see it. Of course, you know, hey, you got to do what you got to do. I totally get it. But uh, that would be really cool to see the stadium really packed out with a lot of silver and black. Let's get at least one more call in. How about Art? Art, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Art, you there, brother? All right, going once, going twice, going gone. All right, Lester, Lester in the Bay. What's welcome to the show? What's on your mind? Chew, what's up? Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, I want to just chime in regarding the the transition that's going on right now. Um, you know, I want to give props to the fellow Raider, Raider Nation fans uh, that are out there. I mean, uh, we saw a lot of this happening. There were signs were there last year when it comes to McDaniel's um, that things just didn't seem right from an, an alleged offensive guru, and it's disappointing. But I'm glad Mark Davis. You know, he smartened up, he got caught wind of this, and he didn't. He cut bait sooner rather than later. And I'm not, you know, I'm not advocating people to get fired, for people to get fired, lose their jobs. But, you know, Ziegler and McDaniel, they're making pretty good money uh, while they're not working here anymore. So I think they'll be fine. They'll probably wind up back in New England the way it is with Bill Achieve. But now, <laughs> moving forward, um, I think it, I, the energy is fantastic, as everybody else has been stating, right, when it comes to Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly. But it's all going to come down to offense right now. You know, Aiden O'Connell is going to be the quarterback. Bo Hardegree has to make adjustments. I, if he's going to be using the same playbook or same terminology, that's okay. But you've got to make adjustments and do what McDaniels and what the previous offensive coordinator Lombardi was not doing, right? You've got to you get ready for the blitz, okay? They've been beaten by the blitz all year long. They have to prepare for the blitz. They, used to have, they have to use everybody on that offensive, on the team that's on offense. All their weapons. Get them all involved. Run some screens, bubble screens, quick hitches. You know what I mean? Don't just try and keep him in the pocket. They've got to roll him out of the pocket to protect him because you know the offensive line is struggling. So he has to make adjustments, and they have to improve on the offense. If they don't do that, it's going to be more the same, unfortunately. So I hope we see some adjustments from Bohar Degree. Hey, good stuff, Lester. Thanks for the call from the Bay Area. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. And, yeah, I mean, Bohar Degree, you know, this is a big test for him. It's a big opportunity. But it's a big test as well. And the one thing that gives me a little bit of confidence is the fact that Champ Kelly said, I've been with Bo. Bo's ready for this moment. He's not, it's not too big for him. So in Champ Kelly's nice, calm, cool, collective sound uh, made me feel like, okay, uh, he knows something that clearly we don't know about Bo Hardegree. So uh, interested to see what it looks like. But I do think that it's going to, you know, I think there's a, a lot to like about the opportunity that's coming up for a lot of guys coming up on Sunday. 3.26 is the time. Join us next will be Lincoln Kennedy. He joins us each and every Tuesday and Thursday. We'll see what he has to say about the changes and what the team should look like moving forward. Lincoln Kennedy joins the show next on Raider Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at PortaSubs.com. Las Vegas Raiders color analyst Lincoln Kennedy joins Unnecessary Roughness right now on Raider Nation Radio. 
Always great to have Ricky Kennedy on with us each and every Tuesday and Thursday at this time, 3.30. He joins the show as he does right now. Lincoln, we appreciate you as always, my man. And we know what's happened. Coach McDaniels is out. <laughs> Dave Ziegler's out. And we know that AP is in. Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly is the interim head coach at GM. What is it that you feel Antonio Pierce is going to bring to the table for this team the last nine weeks of this season? Well, I'm hoping there's a feeling of stability, Q, to be honest with you. I mean, I think that's what this team needs more than anything is just a feeling of stability and a feeling of, you know, uh, that things will, you know, things are going to go on. And look, there's going to be change. There's no doubt about it. it's going to be change. Mm-hmm. And who knows who the head coach is going to be added. But hopefully AP can go in and just add a, a, a little level of calmness and try to bring the best out of these guys because a lot of the things that we're seeing is just execution attitude and and overall effort than anything else we saw a loose locker room today when we got in there they have a basketball hoop in there they're having a good time and just kind of relaxing and letting their hair down how much do you think that that's going to help them be themselves and get back to playing football that they know how to play well i will say this every player doesn't care necessarily in my opinion players don't necessarily care who's coaching them as long as the results are what they win that's all players want to do they want to win and players in this game they want to win a championship now, it's, the Raiders are no closer to going to to Super Bowl than anyone else, but they're actually further away with their, their record right now. But the fact is is that, you know, coming into the season, you could say what you want about what you predicted this team was going to be. I said they, I thought they were playoff capable. I didn't know they were going to go far in the playoffs, but as far as being a part of the top AFC, um, and, and the top in the AFC, they've got some work to do. But you do have players on this team. You do have playmakers. You just have to find a way to utilize them and get the best out of them. Something that Antonio Pierce said to us in his presser yesterday was the fact that he wants to have all their eyes. He wants to get their attention. He wants to feel them. He's going to feel the players, and he wants them to feel him. Uh, how, how, how much does that help these players kind of relate since he is a former player who's done it at the highest level? I mean, it, it, goes, it goes for some distance, but it's not too far. I mean, look, when you fire your head coach midseason, there are a bunch of guys that are big eyes in that locker room that are just looking around like, yo, what's going on? Right. I need to call my agent. Am I going to be out of a job next because the guy that had me on his team is no longer here uh, or the general manager that brought me in is no longer here? So those are questions that you that you have to answer. With that being said, where we are right now is that it's, you still have nine games you have to play. So, you know, you're going out there and you're going to go out there and try to give the best effort, put your name on film to show why you want to be a Raider, why you should stay a Raider. And more importantly, if anybody else is looking, you might have a chance to go somewhere else, how well you can play. Lincoln Kennedy is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Antonio Pierce said, "I was I was born for this. I you know I grew up in Compton, California. Saw the Raiders coming to the Coliseum, right straight, straight out of Compton. All that good stuff. Uh, does that help kind of bring back that Raiders swag, knowing that they have a guy like that that's got that kind of energy and excitement to be in the position he's in? The only help the Raiders swag is going to have, have or should be helped is when guys go out there and play like it." Right. Play like a Raider. Show some, show some pride. Show some effort. Show some enthusiasm. And don't get your ass handed to you by inferior teams. What do you expect to see on Sunday? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, you know, here's the thing. You still have the same players, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to you're going to bench Jimmy G, and you're going to say we're going to start Aiden O'Connell, well then you better hope that you get his internal clock sped up because that was his biggest, you know, nemesis last time he played, right? Mm-hmm. And and look, I get it. You you're you're saying that we want to see what we have in the cabinet before we look and 
start, you know, devising our draft strategy and everything. I trust me, I get it. And I knew it was going to come. It's just one of those things where I didn't think it was going to come this soon. Right. Because to me, what you're sending to the locker room is like, well, we're judging for the future. We're not really, you know, going to put our best athletes out there and are hoping to win now. Or, you know, yes, you're hoping to win, but you're not necessarily sure if you're going to do it. You've got to see what you have in the cabinet. And to me, that's, that's anyone's guess what we're going to see this weekend or weekends for the year to come. Right, yeah, I mean, it, it is. You know, I'm expecting them to come out there with some energy. I think that that's what he provides. You know, and he can help them kind of feel that way. But, again, it's up to them when they get out there on the grass and do what they have to do. Lincoln Kennedy is our guest right. here, Radio Nation Radio 920. Uh, as far as the defense goes, uh, we know that's Max Crosby, right? We know that he's able to bring it, but – they got Saquon Barkley coming to town, and they've struggled. They've really struggled to stop the run, and he, he's getting after it. I mean, how do the Raiders go about slowing down the run game? Well, I mean, one of the things that helped them is they went out and they got a linebacker, Jalen Smith, so I think that yeah. might help once you get him, plug him in, right? A big linebacker has been physical his entire career. You need that right now because, let's, let's face it, from what, from what I've seen, it's just – it's it's mostly physical. Even when they load up the defensive line, they cover up every offensive lineman with a, a, a defensive a defender, a defensive lineman or outside linebacker. They're still getting pushed around. Yeah. So the attitude needs to come. You know what? I'm not I'm not going to lose this one on one matchup. And that's what it becomes boils down to one on one matchups. You know, Patrick Graham is trying to create one on one matchups because he thinks he has a better athlete. No one's going to be able to block Max Crosby one-on-one. You know, right. that's what that's what the philosophy should be. It should be the same way for Tillery, Adam Butler, so on and so forth. And according and, and including your linebackers being able to roll, and if it's just Felaine in there because you're low in the linebacker room, then Smith is definitely going to help out with that. Again, Lincoln Kennedy is with us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. This Giants team is struggling to score. They're struggling to score more than the Raiders. They're only averaging about 12 points per game. And, but Daniel Jones is coming back. He's the guy that can move his legs, or he could use his legs. And then, of course, Saquon, as we mentioned. No Darren Waller this week. How do the Raiders go about not being that get-right team, Lincoln? Because they've done that too many times this year. Go out there and beat their ass. So simple. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is that you don't want to let anybody into the game or you don't want anybody to feel that they're into the game. You right. can't you can't allow a quarterback who's just coming back to an injury, much like it was the situation in Chicago with Bajan, you can't allow him to go out there and get off. You have to you have to frustrate him and make him angry. And that's the the best way to do that is a defense that's hounding, that's hitting, that's around him, around his legs, you know, uh, around him in general, that he has to turn around and look at the rush or look down at the rush rather than looking downfield. That's what you want. But how the, difficult but the is haven't had solace in anybody like that. I mean, I've been able to take solace in anything like that because they haven't consistently played all that well. Right. No, you're, you're right. As far as offensively and on the offensive coordinator position, Bo Hart agree takes that spot from being the quarterback coach. How difficult is it to, you know, get to learn how to call plays? I don't, well, I've never called plays for, but I wouldn't necessarily think it, look, you, you, if you're a coordinator, you're a coach. If I'm sitting down and I'm breaking down field about an upcoming film about an upcoming opponent, I'm looking at the way they play similar things that we would play. Okay, and so I have in my mind if my quarterback is sitting in my room with me, I'm asking him, "Hey, what do you like to run? What do you want to run? What do you, what do you think it will work here?" They play a lot of you know cover four, whatever it is, whatever the situation is. I haven't been able to break down the Giants all that much, but you know whatever the situation, they play this coverage, they play this coverage. We have this, this, and this that beats those coverages because you every every offensive coordinator has plays that beat certain coverages um so that's what it goes into as far as calling plays 
I mean, it's it, it's it's much like Madden. You think that you know something's going to work. You don't necessarily figure out what they're going to carry. They have their tendencies on the other side of the ball. But, you know, it's like playing a football game when you're being an offensive coordinator running the place. You know what you're looking for. You know what you're trying to get the ball to. That's what it comes down to. I always ran the stretch play, by the way. <laughs> I was I yeah, was the well, master I mean, of the stretch play. The, yeah, everyone has their plays. I used to I used to flood one side of the field with three receivers, one deep, one intermediate, one short. I mean, I used to run that play. So, but everybody has their their tendencies of what they like. What you want to do is you want to make it best conducive and 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 better for your players. That's what you're looking for. Well, one thing I'm concerned about in this game is the fact that Wink Martindale likes to, to bring pressure, and he brings it from yep. everywhere. And so that's going to put a lot of stress on the Raiders' offensive line. And I don't know about the health of Thayer Mumford, if he's going to be able to be available. What do you think about that pressure that Wink's going to bring? Well, you know that it's going to be a lot. And so here's the thing. If you, you also look at the pattern, the Raiders have had trouble you know, dealing with pressure. Look at last week's game. Detroit blitzed, and they got to the quarterback a couple of times or harassed him enough to make it, you know, make his, his throws more difficult. So that's what happened. So you know they're going to bring a blitz package. Yep. You know they're going to have a high, high amount of pressure, especially for a rookie. They're going to light his ass up to try to see what he can handle and what he can yeah. deal with. So, I mean, you, you know it's coming. You just have to prepare for it. The thing for the Raiders, they've already they've been practicing all this season with max protection. That's not going to change. Communication has to change. Communication has to be more of a primo in it, in the sense where you, when when Andre James goes to the line, everyone has to communicate who's got who, and you need to make sure you warn Aiden, this guy might be coming because he's being backed up by some guy or whatever, but look for the blitz from this guy. Those types of things. Communication is key. I know we have no idea what the offense is going to look like on Sunday, but we just talked to Hunter Renfro in the locker room. It seems like he's got another a mulligan, right? I mean, because he hasn't had a very good season, but it seems like, all right, maybe this is his opportunity. He mentioned not having to walk on eggshells now. How big is that 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 word is even in the vocabulary with these players? Well, is it with these players or just Hunter? Well, I, I heard you him say it multiple times, but that's a good point. Okay, well, the, the reason why I'm saying that is that you know, we haven't – we've been kept in the dark about Hunter Renfro all year. Yeah. yeah. So, all season. So, there, right now, there would be no surprise if anything came out of Raiders camp about Hunter Renfro that we would be, oh, oh man, I didn't see that. Look, Hunter might be that one guy who's walking on eggshells because he might probably didn't have a good relationship with Josh McDaniels. So maybe that's the reason why he was in the doghouse for as long as he was. Right. We don't know if that pertains to a lot of players. We don't know what, 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 where that is for a lot of players. I just know that the players they have had on the football field need to play better. That's what I do know, and that's what I assess. So I'm not sure who's in the doghouse, who's, who's good, who's got the green light, but every one of those players need to be wary that they're being watched and they're being evaluated because now you've got a new administration, a new, uh, a, a new coach, and you're going to have a new general manager, and whatever the future holds is unknown. But you're going to have all of that right now that you have to deal with, and you're on you're on the hook for that. And that's exactly where I wanted to go to close things out. I wanted to ask you about Champ Kelly. He's a guy that's well-respected around the NFL. I thought he'd be uh, running his own team sooner rather than later. Now he's got a chance as the interim GM for the Silver and Black. What do you think he needs to do the rest of the way? Address what this team needs. I mean, I've always felt that the general manager and the head coach should have a mutual relationship to where – the general, the head coach goes to the general manager and says, look, I need a shutdown corner to play right side. It's up to the general manager to find it mm-hmm. or to find a suitable substitute. You know, I need another rush in. It's up to the general manager to find it. That's, to me, the way the hierarchy should work. The head coach will tell you what players I need. The general manager is responsible, the responsibility is to go out there and get them signed and get them taken care of. That's how the dynamics should work. I don't know, Champ, personally. I don't yeah. know 
the dynamic that he brings to this uh, to team right now, or AP, or where that where that stands, or how many decisions going to stand. But I did read something um, earlier today where the Hunter Renfro was on the block of being traded, but uh, Mark told all the opposing teams that there's no trades going through because we're making other changes. So again, I don't, you just don't know. Right. I hate to say that to try to bring a little bit more information to your callers and your listeners, but it's it's just there's so much that's unknown right now. I yeah. didn't see this happening this soon, uh, this move, and more important, there's still there's still so many pieces that are unknown on this team. Yeah, there is, and I didn't see it coming this soon either, right? I, I knew that there was a few embarrassing losses out there, and I didn't know how many Mark Davis was going to take more, but obviously it's seen enough and, you know, obviously talked to enough people to feel comfortable making the movie did, and so right. – that's what it is. Well, it all gets underway on Sunday against the Giants, a team that's very beatable, but a dangerous team as well. So, you know. Well, the last couple of teams are beatable. I know. The Bears are beatable. The Lions <laughs> oh, are beatable. I know. You know what I mean? So, it's like, it's like it's, what are we taking solace in? I mean, of course, at the end of the day, we always have to talk about or evaluate what we see, right? Yeah. So, we can yep. only go so far. We also have to throw our friendship and our relationships out of the window because we have to give the audience what they truly crave. Is the honest, the honestly given truth? Honestly yeah. given truth. You know what I mean about what we see, what we're performing. And right now, you know, it's it leaves a lot to be desired. But mm-hmm. after you're, you're, you still got nine games to go, there's a lot of games that are still left to be played. A lot of football left to be played. Hopefully, they put their best foot forward and show us something. Exactly right. Yeah, it's been very underwhelming so far. The first eight games of the season, so they definitely need to turn mm-hmm. things around if they can get things turned around. And yeah. obviously, like if I said, it's possible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We will see sooner rather than later. Well, what game are you calling this weekend for college? I got to go up to Salt Lake City. I've got the uh, I've got the Utah ASU game, and we've got the crab feed on Friday night. So um, I'll be emceeing that event as well. There you go. There you go. Well, you'll be a busy guy. Appreciate you as oh, always. Yeah. I'll see you on Sunday in the press box. Pleasure is mine, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There he is, Lincoln Kennedy, uh, on the broadcast with Jason Horowitz. He's going to be uh, in Utah on Saturday, be at the Crab Fest on Friday. I mean, he's a busy, busy dude, and that's okay. I'm not mad at that. He gives us a few minutes of his time each and every Tuesday and Thursday at 3.30. 3.45 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back, get to some calls. Plus, in the next hour, we'll hear from some more of the Raiders inside their locker room. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network joins the show at the top of the hour. Talk all things Antonio Pierce. Got a text from Rob in Oakland, dobebroke.com, text line 69187, keyword R&R. Nothing will make me happier than AP taking this interim and turning it into a long, successful tenure as our head coach. In the big picture, we can't take our division back or reestablish ourselves as a force in a league changing coaches and front office personnel so frequently. We won't know for some time, but some of the vibe from the players seems similar to when Al fired Mike Shanahan after the first quarter of the 89 season, although maybe not as bitter. A Raider, Art Shell took over and things improved that very season. I'm hopeful. That's Robin Oakland. Really good stuff. It's always great to hear from you. I definitely appreciate you. Let's go out to the phone lines, and I think we have our guy Art back. He missed the call the first time. Art, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q. How are you, buddy? Good to talk to you again. You too, my man. Fantastic. Thank you. Good, good. Hey, uh, you know, we were talking about what I expect, and let me tell you what I expect. I expect the same thing I expected at the beginning of the season. Uh, my expectations have not changed. Uh, as you say, I drink the Kool-Aid every year, right? <laughs> I expect dubs. I want wins. I really do. I want to see that three-headed beast we talked about before, and actually now it's a five-headed beast, right? We got Devontae, we got Mayer, we got Myers, Renfro, and we got that beast Jacob. 
Uh, you know, I expect us to go out there and just keep winning. Uh, I, I agree with the caller before. I truly believe that offensive line needs to protect. But you know what? They did it last year. So we're not asking them to do something they haven't already done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we can do it. I, I like the enthusiasm that this players are giving us. Uh, I think that's the way it needs to be. Uh, and, and that's my expectations. Every year, that's my expectations, whether we got new coaching, whether we don't. I truly believe it all starts at the top. And I think Mark Davis did a great move doing what he did. Uh, never want anybody to lose their job. I was rooting for this. Again, I drink the Kool-Aid every year, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's my expectations. My expectations are that we go out and we win every single game, and I think we have the talent to win every single game. Whether or not we do it, I get that. Right. But that's what that's my expectations, Key, right there. I like it. I like it. Good stuff, man. Thanks for the call. We appreciate you. That's Art from the 808 hitting us up, letting us know his expectations. Let's get one more call in, man. Raider X, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Oh, just kidding. Mitch, Mitch, you're up. What's on your mind? <laughs> How's it going, Q? Good, good. This is unbelievable. We, we can't even get picked the right coach. I mean, it's uh, our first round draft choice. I mean, these drafts, mock drafts, another edge rusher. I mean, it looks like Wilson. I don't know if he's that healthy. He's going to go with Farrell. That's that, that way of uh, uh, pending out. And then even with the quarterbacks. Um, they think uh, Drake is better than Caleb, but Drake has lost the last two games. I think it's working out that we're going to want to be the taking Caleb or Drake. I think our biggest competition, I think, is the Cardinals. And it's uh, Daniel Jones. I, I think I wish he was out cold because sometimes he's really good. He can run. He's an strong boy. I think we'll, I think we're gonna lose. We'll lose terminal. It's um, you know, it's time for Caleb. All right, Mitch, fired up, Mitch, excited, Mitch, positive, Mitch, <laughs> right there, talking about uh, you know, the draft next year, and you know, I'll say this, with this move with Antonio Pierce, it gives me a, at least a few more weeks. I think maybe even more, longer to not have to worry about the draft, right? Where I can start just kind of focusing on the team and what the team is going to do and how they're going to look, if it's going to look differently under Antonio Pierce, how the culture of the team is going to kind of operate under Champ Kelly. I think it buys extra time, especially with, you know, Aiden O'Connell getting the opportunity to be under center as well. So I think we could push that off for just a little while. But uh, thanks so much, Mitch, for the call. We do appreciate you. Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network. She kicks off hour number three of the show. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.